Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about the one another passages, which is really a conversation about belonging, being a part of something. And the Greek word here that is interpret, interpreted as one another, aleleon, is really about a reciprocal thing. It's a mutuality thing. It's a, it's a giving and taking. So it's not about one person giving and another person taking. It is this back and forth. So whenever you hear one another, it, it's like, okay, we're all supposed to be doing this together. It is used uh, well over a hundred times in the New Testament, and um, most scholars just pick out about 59 specific passages that they would call the one another passages. Uh, We've talked over the last few weeks about love one another, which is probably the most familiar passage of that, and we, we talked about the example of the Father the father, how much the father loves us, and the example we use is the prodigal son story, and about how the father saw the son a long way off. It is, when we love one another, it's seeing each other, even when we're a long way off, we see and we know each other. It's about intimacy, loving one another. <clears throat> and we talked about masks, and taking our masks off so that we see one another. And if you remember, back in the first century, actors were called hypocrites. Hypocrites is, uh, literally means, in the Greek, one who wears a mask. And so, in the theater back then, actors would wear a mask to display their emotions or the character. Um, And so, loving one another is really about taking the mask off. We we're not going to be mask wearers in the kingdom of God because we're going to love one another and be intimate with one another. We talked about forgiving one another, and Jesus is our example of forgiveness. That means we forgive everything, and we throw it as far as the east is to the west, and forgiveness is about restoration and reconciliation. We talked about humility. Um, it's, humility is not thinking of yourself as higher than you ought to, and so um, a definition we use is humility is not thinking of yourself as less than others, but it's thinking of others as equal or above yourself. So it's not me walking around going, well, I'm so bad or any of that kind of stuff. It's, it's really, humility is, is about honoring others and blessing others and lifting and raising others up. So today, we're going to talk about live in harmony with one another. Now, whenever I hear the word harmony, I naturally go to music. And I mean, we are blessed in this church by the musicians we have, right? Yes. Um, I had the privilege uh, in high school and college to be a part of some pretty amazing choirs. Um, my high school choir director demanded excellence. And if you were in the concert choir, um, it, was, it was a tryout. And you had to be good enough to be in it. And I was fortunate to be a part of that. And um, he, he demanded excellence in the concerts. I mean, we, he'd be in the concert directing away. And if you weren't looking at him, he gave you the death stare. 
And the rest of us could tell when somebody was not looking at him because he would be directing away all emotion. He was a full body director, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's like the rest of us was like, "Oh, oh, somebody got caught." Um, and his whole thing was, "I'm the director. You need to watch me. I'm going to tell you what to do, when to do it, all that kind of stuff." Yes, you know your music, you know your part, but watch me. Uh, and so it was interesting for me to leave high school and go up to coming to Bible college my first year of college where there's 40-some students and everybody's in the choir. Some of you CBCers know that. And not everybody knows how to sing. One of my best friends up there, Ted is his name, he was monotone. Uh, and we finally um, put him in charge of sound. Um, he, he sang with so much passion and so much heart, and loves the Lord, and, but yeah, he, he couldn't sing on tune if you paid him a million dollars. And then I was at, at Northwestern College where I got to be a part of the concert choir there, and again, amazing director. Um, and there it was interesting because we, he would have us standing in little quartets around on the platform Rather than, you know, like sopranos here, altos here, tenors, bass. It was just little clumps. And he was amazing because he would, he, during practice, <clears throat> we'd be singing away. And all of a sudden, he would stop. And he says, okay, there's a soprano right here that's just a little flat on this note. I'm like, I say, what? How do you figure that out? But it was so much fun to participate in those choirs because... It was excellent, and it was complex, and the harmonies were beautiful. Um, and so as I was thinking about this, it reminded me of a, of a group that was around um, a number of years ago, a group called Take Six. I'm just going to play a little clip of, of one of their songs. Three, and trust in me. Come on. <laughs> yeah, how amazing is that, right? Um, and uh, so this, this whole, probably since about Thursday, I've been driving around on Spotify with all the old Take Six songs blaring away in my car or <clears throat> in my headphones or whatever. Um, there's another famous group that uh, was pretty impressive with their harmonies and their music. Uh, they were more of a quartet. Here's that group right here. Um, if you don't realize the guy way on the left, that's me. Um, amazing, huh? Yes, 
I had hair different color than white at one time in my life. Uh, we, uh, part of learning and singing in harmony is, is really knowing your role and knowing your part. And so even though I had the privilege of being a part of um, these amazing choirs, they never gave me a solo. And there's a reason why they didn't give me a solo. I, I, I don't have a solo voice. And I was really okay with it. But I could read music, I could sing in tune, and I could keep time, and I, I, I could sing. I could sing in harmony and all that kind of stuff. Now, Sean on the, way, on the right, he had an amazing uh, tenor voice, and he could just whatever. And then Jim, the second guy from the right, he, he had this smooth baritone voice that just made girls swoon. Uh, and then I was just on the end, you know. Uh, but we had, this, this picture is actually when I, when I was part of a group called Carpenter's Tools International. We are actually in China. Uh, we're, we're standing before over 5,000 students at Xiamen University in Xiamen, China. So I can sing, I sing, say I sang before 5,000 people. Anybody else can say that? <laughs> Not that I'm bragging or anything, but... Harmony is singing the same song, only different notes. Hear that again. Harmony is singing the same song with different notes. Sometimes, as what I love about the Take Six video is, sometimes there's even some dissonance in the song. But it sounds amazing. The key is, are we singing the same song? We can use the illustration of team sports. So if you talk about soccer, basketball, baseball, volleyball, any of those team sports, it's the same thing. You're playing the same game. It's just that, are are you on the same field or are you playing as a team? Some of the best basketball games and best basketball teams know how to play together as a team. Whether it, and you watch soccer, it's the same thing. It was interesting because when we were driving around the last couple of days and Take Six was in Spotify, needless to say, Terry would sing along because she just is singing all the time. Um, and all of a sudden she said this, she goes, you can almost sing any note with this song with this group. And I was like, yeah. I mean, Take Six is singing so many different notes, and sometimes they're this, this complex, dissonant thing. Sometimes it's just perfect. Sometimes it's more in a minor thing. Sometimes it's more in a major key. And, and yet, you could almost sing any different note. The key is, are you singing the same song? If you haven't figured out here yet. Um, today, as we talk about harmony, the kingdom of God is filled with a bunch of people who have different gifts, different talents, different passions, different upbringings. They're all singing the same song, but we're all singing different notes. And for me, I, I picture 
the Kingdom of God church choir is supposed to be something like the Take Six group. Meaning, you even have that one guy that's doing percussion sound with his mouth and you know beating on his chest. It's like, you're making whatever sound you're supposed to make because that's the way God made you and we're doing it together because we're singing the same song and it just sounds amazing. It's complex and beautiful all at the same time. I want you to do me a favor here. I'm, I'm going to play this song again, but this time I want you to focus on one part. Not, not the melody line, not the main guy singing the melody, but I want you to try to focus in on one of the other parts. Just, just listen to the other part. For you who are musicians, it's pretty easy. You're going to figure this out. You're going to do it. If, if you're not a musician, you can do it. Just try to find that one tone or, or whatever and just hone in on it and listen to it for a little bit. And I, and I just want you to focus in on one note. Three and trust in me. Come on. Thought it would be easy. Something like a shot But living life in limbo created your catastrophe. Now you say you're sorry. That's good. But it's not over. So were you able to do that? Now imagine that part being sung all by itself. How weird would that be? Especially like the guy going, hey, hey, hey. It's like, okay, what kind of song are you singing? Or the percussion dude, you know? Uh, the, the point I'm trying to make here, and I'm hoping you're getting, is that we need each other. Your notes may be a little weird to me. But if you and I and the rest of us were singing the same song, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be beautiful. Because we are to live in harmony with one another. And what that means is find your part. What notes are God, is God wanting you to sing? How has he made you? What are your gifts? What are your talents? What are your passions? Find your part. Living in harmony with one another means I need to know how I fit in the kingdom of God. And once I figure out how I fit in the kingdom of God, then I need to go full bore and sing like crazy with the rest of you. Living in harmony with one another also means 
that I let other people sing the notes that God has created them to sing. This is a little harder. You see, in the church, we often try to get people to sing the notes we think they should sing. There's a little dissonance. Maybe from our perspective, it doesn't sound, I mean, it sounds more like a hee-hee. <laughs> and we're going, what the heck are you singing? Ah, but it's, but it's your part. You see, we, we often in the church are so busy trying to get other people to sing the parts we think they should sing that we forget to sing our own part. And then we start moving and we start hanging out with just the people who are singing the same part we are. So solos are amazing and are beautiful. And there's a time for solos. And there's even time for duets. Duets are, are, are amazing too. But if, if there's a whole group of people and they're just singing two parts, it's not as complex as beautiful as the music within the kingdom of God, as far as I'm concerned. But if we've got eight, nine, ten different parts going on, and they're all in sync because they're all the same song of the kingdom, then it's going to be a song that's beautiful. It's got depth and it's got complexity beyond what we can imagine. And all at the same time, it's going to bring glory to God. So, what causes disharmony? A couple things that we're going to look at from the Bible this morning regarding what causes disharmony. One thing is when we slander one another. This is one of the one another passages, okay? Uh, it's found in James 4, and James writes this, Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. It's right there. Do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. Okay, I get the slander thing, but the whole idea of when you judge one another, you speak against the law and judge it. I, I've, I've had to sit on this for a little while this week. Because to judge one another means we're speaking against the law and we judge the law. So when you judge the law, you're not keeping it. So you're now you're not in harmony, you're in disharmony. So where I, where I landed on this this week as I was praying about it is that what did God say were the two greatest commands? Love God, love others. So think about it. When I slander a brother or sister in Christ, what am I doing? I am judging the command of God to love him and to love others. And so I'm not loving God because I'm judging one of his creation. I am slandering one of his creation. And so what I'm saying is, God's law of loving one another and loving him, well, that's not good enough. 
I get slander. James continues in verse 12, and he says, There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy, but you, who are you to judge your neighbor? So disharmony happens when I begin to slander and gossip and judge others because I'm going against the law of loving God and loving others. Another way that disharmony enters the church is when we bite one another. I'm not talking about literal physical biting. I mean, that would be weird. I have a story about my oldest son biting another kid in nursery and church many years ago. We won't go there. But in Galatians 5, it says this, If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So to bite means to harm. Um, it, it's to cause personal harm. You, you, again, this is all about talking about them, spreading wrong information. It is putting them down. And to devour somebody is when you bite them so much that you destroy them. And so Paul is saying here in Galatians that if we bite and devour each other, we will destroy each other. Harmony gone. Verse 13, Paul calls us to be our freedom. Walk your freedom, but then he says, don't use your freedom to bite and devour one another. Another way that we cause disharmony is when we're conceited and we provoke one another. Again, Galatians 5 Paul says this, let us not become conceited, provoking and envying one another. The each other in this verse is the same Greek word, so it could be translated, let us not become conceited, provoking and envying one another. But each other sounds a little bit better for, or a little bit uh, easier to say in our English translation. But uh, the thing here is, we can't walk around going, I'm really important. I'm the most important person here. Or, I know more. Or, I pray more. Or, I read the Bible more. I help the poor more. Whatever we want to put on it, sometimes we build ourselves up so that we feel good about ourselves because maybe we don't feel in harmony with everybody else or with the church. And so, Paul is saying, don't be conceited, because when we are conceited, we provoke one another to envy. And then disharmony comes into the church. I can go on. There's a whole bunch more, but I think you get the point. So then the question is, how, how do we... Well, once again, I lost a whole bunch of my slides. Do you have any more slides after that other than discussion slide, Rebecca? Sorry, people. Okay. So how do we create harmony? Well, first are the three that we've already gone over. Love one another, forgive one another, in humility consider one another better than ourselves. That's, that's one way you create harmony. Okay? Let's just do it. Love, forgive, be humble. Another way we create Harmony is when we confess to one another. 
James 5, 16 says this, Therefore confess your sins to each other. Now, this confession is really trying to create an environment where we're taking our masks off and we're not hiding our sins or not hiding our struggles. We're not being like the Pharisees. The Pharisees, they made it all look good on the outside, but it was rotten on the inside. Therefore, confess your sins to each other. Is basically, it's coming to each other and saying, you know what, I need Jesus and I need help. I need encouragement. I need support. Will you walk with me? Confession, I think, is one of the lost spiritual disciplines with our church today. This, this confession thing is really something, it's part of what we do at Mark Men for Christ in, in the, that men's ministry. Because we come, we read the Bible, we pray, but we also we say, anybody got work they got going on? It, it's work. It, we got stuff to work on. We're, we're confessing to one another. You know what? This last week, I blah. I need, I need help. I need prayer. Can you, let's walk through this. We create harmony when we create that kind of space where we're confessing to each other, we're building each other up, we're helping each other, we're walking with each other. James continues by saying uh, with our next way, and that is to pray for one another. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for one another so that you may be healed. Praying for one another, again, draws us together. It creates harmony as we're sharing with each other. This, this healing is more than just a physical healing. It's, it's a, a spiritual healing. It's emotional wounds. It's healing relationships. It's, it's a fuller well-being. And so when we come together and pray for one another and share our needs and pray for one another, it creates humility and creates harmony. Another thing we can do to create harmony is do good for one another. 1 Thessalonians 5.15 Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for one another and for everyone else. It's amazing what happens when we intentionally seek to do good for each other. Even if the other person has done something to offend me, make that a practice. Somebody offends you, turn around and do good to them. You want to change the environment? You want to change your world? It may take a long time. We, we heard a story from Lauren this morning in the prayer room. How he did that for three years at work. Three years of continuing to do good for somebody that was actually doing offending him. That brings harmony. Another thing we can do is bear one another. Colossians 3.13, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. To bear one another is to be patient with each other. We all have these weights. We all have these things that we're going through. And sometimes our, our life is a little out of whack and we're not walking the perfect narrow road. But we come alongside of each other. Have patience with each other. As we're growing in our relationship with the Lord, we need to bear with each other. We're, we're in this quick fix society where we, we expect change today. Be different today. What if we said, you know what, we're, however long it takes, we're walking with you. 
Whatever your struggle is, we're with you. This is a lot of things. If you see the whole list, Rebecca put that whole list up there. That's a, that's a lot of things to get after, right? And there's more. There's more. So how do we keep track of it? Well, I think we follow Jesus' example. And we do the one main thing, and that is love one another. Rebecca, love one another. (laughs) There it is. Isn't that what Jesus said? What's the greatest commands? Love God, love others. You want to create harmony? Love one another. Somebody offends you, I'm going to love them. If somebody slanders you, I'm going to love them. If somebody's singing a note that maybe I don't like the note, I'm going to love them. I'm going to love each other. So let us, as a church, strive to live in harmony. And let us grow to appreciate the in-depth, complex harmonies that is in the kingdom of God. And as we live in harmony, let us celebrate each other and the important part we all play in the kingdom of God. Let's pray. Um, before we pray this morning, sometimes we lose our voice when we have people telling us that we're singing the wrong notes. We stop singing. And um, after the service, there'll be a couple people up here praying and if you need prayer if you just need prayer period please come up for prayer if you feel like somewhere along the line you've lost your voice you've lost your part in the song of the kingdom of God come up and we would love to pray with you Father, I I just pray for any person here that may have that feeling that they've lost their voice. They've maybe lost their part. Maybe they they don't even know or never knew what their part is. I, I pray specifically for each person today that you would reveal to them their part in the song of the kingdom of God. That no matter... what has happened in the past, that they would step fully into their part, their their passion, their gifting, their talents, their part. And I pray that we would become a church 
that celebrates everybody's part in this song. And that we would sing loudly in harmony the song of the kingdom of God, the song that proclaims the good news of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.